Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy, Johnny G. Joining me as always in the High and Mighty studios, my nearly signed co-host, Arthur Gabrus. Arthur Gabrus, give him a shout out. Oh, he's not in the room currently, but joining me in the High and Mighty studios is three-time guest. He's back for the third time, folks. It's Max Silvestri. What's up, Gabrus? Good to be back. Good to be in this exclusive club. I mean, how many guests could have been here three times? Uh, it's got to be less than 10. Less than 10. <laughs> All right. Which is pretty exclusive yeah. for like uh, almost 200 episodes. Yeah, God, you've made so many. No, I'm very very excited to be back. So We've had some friends. fun ones. Um, yeah, I powered through that opening because it is the second time we're doing it yep, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I had you plugged into the wrong thing. Literally, we were talking about... I was making jokes about Gabrus having to do the intro like four or five times because he was saying Eastern European slurs. Goddamn uh, Chechnyans upstairs. Exactly. Uh, and then we realized we did have to do it again, not because of slurs. We didn't do enough, uh, but the mics. One of the other conversation moments we had was, oh yeah, you used to record at the HeadGum Studios. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, now I realize how convenient it is to do it at home. And then I fucked it yeah. up. <laughs> Who needs a producer? Who needs, uh, Who needs a producer and engineer when you've got me plugging? From, <laughs> I'm just doing whatever. I didn't even sound check. There's no headphones, as the audiences can tell at this point no air conditioner yeah. blasting i'm the running XLR a weed whacker straight up in the other butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah the levels are high high baby hot 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 uh, um no, max you might remember from one of my earliest episodes we talked sandwiches yeah uh, we talked bay city delis we talked uh, ideal bodega sandwich uh i still think about that episode and what we talked about all the time uh well yeah sandwiches is a conversation that we would go maybe six months without communicating and then one text would be like have you had this right. blank sandwich <laughs> and i'd be like on it <laughs> yes oh man and then i came back for uh ideas ideas with, with noah Arf garfinkel noah garfinkel a uh, of a self-indulgent podcast in the top five most self-indulgent episodes Ap oh i mean it, like it would have been indulgent had we just reminisced about a thing people never saw nor could ever see uh but that we were so high we were just like scream laughing <laughs> bits and not explaining inside jokes from 10 years ago was uh that's the space i want to live in yeah the, i think we mostly talked about salsa jars and how come they aren't shorter and wider for oh dipping my, oh my god i we have to do i can't look it up on my phone we have to i got a follow-up after that episode so we had a whole weird riff where noah was like my idea i think it was noah's i sounds like a noah thing was like wh why aren't salsa jars wide 
They yes. should be wide and short so that chips fit in them. Like, and you don't have to dip. You don't have to pour it out to exactly. Dip it. Yeah. And we like had a lot of weird jokes about costs of metal and costs of glass. <laughs> and like this friend of a friend of a friend who's like a commodities analyst guy at an investment company <laughs> sent me an email after a wedding I'd been at with him. I didn't even know how he got my email address, and he was like, "Hey, like after meeting you and some other friend, like comedy people, including Noah, at this wedding, I listened to that podcast." There's actually an answer for that. And he like told me that it like came down to like weird bottling standard. Like he had a, like there's a reason that they don't do crazy. Right. Crazy it makes sense because all jars kind of come to like the same size. They live in a similar where space. Where it's marinara, salsa, whatever, olives. They all have like that same closing jar. And I wonder that must be some sort of international distribution law maybe. Or yes. Something like it's, that. It was some th- something boring. It was a weird email. I mean, he was a very nice guy and I was happy to explain it. But we're not allowed to look at things on our phones here. So yeah. So fuck it. <laughs> so fuck it. Do you, speaking of marinara, do you have, and I just saw it online for the first time, a legalized marinara shirt? No, I don't, but they I need it. Really <laughs> this company that I think is run by like a Sopranos actor, you know, like yeah, that all those guys it. that are like, <sighs> like barely breathing now, just like, I have a business where... <sighs> He has uh, like a Vinny's marinara, but they sell legalized marinara shirts on it. That, oh, um, I'm getting that. It's fantastic. I should have, I almost bought one last week. I should have bought two and brought one here. Sorry, yeah. I didn't. Instead of buying zero, I should have bought two and brought one here. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but no, I'll, I'll say my address online. Anyone that wants to send me a t-shirt, I'll take it. Yeah, we like shout out our sponsors. Uh, well, this was from the previous intro, yeah. so I can't make, making callbacks to something that didn't happen. Oh man, we were worried that people only four minutes in would be able to track our jokes already, but some of them were only in a version not recorded. Um, but yeah good luck assholes yeah <laughs> um, speaking of not communicating for six months at a time but then sending a text about sandwiches yes male friendship male friendship yeah yeah <laughs> well, that was the topic I always yeah, I, I know that you are more that's the topic we landed on for right. this male friendship so, sort of based on a bit you had in your new stand up special on Netflix yes uh, yeah. wow thank you for queuing that up you have, you're such a pro there's a reason you have your own studio <laughs> um, yeah I also lot- watch out for the garbage bag full of dry cleaning next to you it smells like a lot like beef gravy. Uh, uh, yeah, I have like a bit in my Netflix comedy lineup uh, special thing about how even though I am a straight dude, I am uncomfortable in large groups of like straight dudes. Like I don't have, I have male friends, but I don't do a lot of one-on-one hang with them. I don't do a lot of Also like, in my head, if I run through like the five or six guy friends I know you have, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not your traditional no, masculine right. male. <laughs> exactly. Like they are the ones I'm comfortable with. I do not have a lot of like, you know, like, oh, Chubby's in town this weekend and he wants to like rent a Camaro and just like try to get a DUI. Like I don't have fun, wild alpha friends. Okay, so that's where we differ. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. why I was uh it was excited to talk about yeah. it with you. Cause you are someone who has like a I have crew. a t- I have a lot of different types of I, I'm, it's kind of weird because I have like a few very close friends, but really I have a bunch of different friends of like a medium temperature. You right. know what I mean? But, but I'm like, like can, can amass in large groups, right? Yeah, like people uh, for like a birthday last year, fifty something people got on a bus and we went to go see a rugby match down in like Carson, California. Oh my god, <laughs> USA versus Argentina, absolute shit show. I was pissing in the middle of Santa Monica Boulevard oh at my like god. ten p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, man! Yeah, we made Jello shots. It was my thirty sixth birthday, and my oh, wife well, and I made Jello shots. You can't. 
You can't not pee in the street right. with 49 guy friends. You've got to go find a denim vest to iron on an American Eagle patch on the back because it is your 36th oh birthday. Oh, my God, of course. Where did you even find 49 guys? Well, that's the thing that's crazy is I was like, this is such an obnoxious idea for a birthday. It's like it was going to cost everyone $100 each. And you would have to be committed to like a full Saturday, like 10 a.m. Yeah. pickup, drive down, full rugby match, something none of my friends watch. I invited like 60 people thinking like 20 would right. say, yeah, I was like, I just want to get like a party limo and it'd be such a fun idea. This is my man wedding. I'm sure that I'm going to get a lot of no-shows. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just assumed everyone would be like, no. And then so many people said yes, that I ended up having to rent the biggest possible bus, <laughs> which is a coach bus and it oh seats 54. And I paid like an extra deposit so we could drink on it. And all it, and it was Because so like those aren't easy to drink on because those are like rows. Those are like an actual exactly, bus yeah. you would take like if you were leaving your parents' <laughs> right, house it's like or a something. Greyhound. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. It was legit. I'm going to Hollywood to get <laughs> molested to death or whatever you did in Idaho in the 30s. Yeah. God, the good old days yeah, yeah. when you could get molested to <laughs> yeah, death. In the beautiful sunny climes of Los Angeles. My parents hope they'll get a postcard from me, but uh, who knows? Well, they won't. They'll never know. <laughs> they'll have to send a local yeah. PI to come check up exactly. on me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then so many people said yes, and I was like stuck with like the most random group of people, like you know, like a bunch of comedians, like some friends that uh, I thought would be into rugby. Like I invited some guys I knew I played rugby with that I'm not necessarily always hanging out with. Right. So I was like, oh, that'd be fun. Then I invited like my wife's friends and some of my other friends and like a group of gay guys that were all friends. And like all of a sudden, I just had so many, and I was polling everyone. I'm like, I didn't think anyone was going to say yes to this. They were like, well, if I was ever going to do this once, it might as well right. be once and with you. With you. Exactly. You're the guy. They're not like, mm, I kind of wanted to see a different match <laughs> right, next exactly. fall. You USA, know? Argentina. <laughs> I'm more of a Wallabies guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing hard, but I don't know any of these references. Wallabies are the Aussie team, and they're oh, right. pretty they're fucking great. good. Yeah. yeah, Not as good as New uh, All Blacks in Union. They pretty much run 15s. Okay. Yeah, and Fiji pretty much runs 7s. Fiji? Fiji's huge. Wow. Fiji is, uh, they won the gold medal in the Olympics in sevens and they have what does sevens mean is that seven on seven yeah that's a smaller version of rugby that's faster oh it's okay also, it's normal rugby union is 15 that's like in soccer in Asia they have a version called football F-U-T that's played it's sort of like indoor but it's five on five and the walls are part of it so it's like a super fast oh that's really because the yeah. rules are like because they don't have, they don't have the money to have like giant fields everywhere so they right. have these small five on five fields and now they play it professionally and it's like it's such a fun. It's like yeah. ten to fifteen will be the score or whatever because it's like crazy. That exactly and sevens changed the game for rugby too in that it's way quicker. There's because now it's the same size field but with half the amount of people. Oh wow! So there's way more tries. There's way more scores. It's seven minute halves, so you can watch like a day of matches like tournament style. Oh wow! And it just lends itself to American television so much. Yeah, I, that, see, I misspoke. Futsal, futsal, like oh, S A L. I think it started in Brazil. But that's um, awesome. Wow. That sounds fun. Sevens. I played indoor soccer. I love that shit. I um, was the water boy <laughs> on my <laughs> high school soccer team for too many years. <laughs> Eight. Yeah, yeah. Right. As I was going to college, I'd I was come a home. great student, but I came back and I was like, no one fills these filthy molds. <laughs> Covered plastic water bottles up from the sink. Like All you gotta me. do is rinse out this Gatorade jug once in the shower, in the locker room shower. <laughs> Who wants to wear jeans on a team bus for an away game? Me. <laughs> Heavy jeans. Oh man. That's so, so funny, the commitment of sports without actually participating well, in sports. In my high school, we had to play freshman, sophomore year, you had to play three seasons of sports, two your junior and one your senior. 
Um, cause it was most, I didn't board there, but it was mostly a boarding school. So that was like, literally just about to make the joke. Would you go to a boarding school? Yeah. And you so did. like, I was just a kid in town that like wanted to go home and like play video games at three fifteen. but like, because they're trying to get everyone involved more. Cause they don't want night. people just, they don't want high school kids just coming home and then staying up for nine hours. Homesick outsiders, <laughs> yeah. uh, with no supervision from two thirty PM till, you know, 10 PM. No, they're not cool with that. Um, so uh, but the way you could get out of an, playing an actual sport was like to managing. manage. Yeah. yeah. So I did that more than until I discovered <laughs> theater. And then that's its own beautiful story. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I was like try, thinking I was like the cool guy that just like still joked with all my friends yeah, on the like, team on JV. <laughs> like, yeah, w- w- there's not so much that separates us. You got to run laps. But, uh, you know, I still get to come to all the practices and the games. And they're like, this, what are you and doing? So, so you have like weird male friendship stuff going on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't hmm. imagine how. I guess it started then. I chose to manage the soccer team that yeah. all my friends were hanging out. Even then, I kept a certain distance between me. I was, I've always felt like my guy friends have a uniform on <laughs> and like want things from me, like cold water or oranges. And I'm just like, I don't like that dynamic. <laughs> I don't know where it stems from, but I don't like that dynamic. Well, can I ask you, do you have, are you a guy, because like I talk about this a bit in my stand-up too, that like the other thing is, is I'm like, I'm, because I'm an only child, I like... I run real like sleek in my relationships, like old, like oh, middle school before I move, like I, I will f- lose friends in a way of like happy uh. to let it not water the garden. And my girlfriend has like, she has camp friends, her like OG preschool friends, her high school friends, two sets of college friends, and female friends from like every job she's had. And she like sees them all. She goes to New York for a week, and it's like. Of G cow, yeah. She's like, I'm, we're going to decoy one night. I have like eight dinner reservations to for see real. all. She's the like, well, oh, if you're in New York, while I'm there, we have like, uh, she calls it. It's like this work group called. They call themselves Drama Club. Just she's like, oh, we're doing Drama Club dinner on Wednesday. Tuesdays, the like <laughs> UCSB girls. Like she fully maintains it all. And are you someone like that that has like? Those I have groups? a harder time doing that, but I have like old. Like I have, I have friends that I've had for a very long time. I still have some friends yeah. like that that I see way more, even though I live on the opposite coast. But I don't have like my college buds are my buddies, but we're not trying to see each other right. that much. But we're on a text thread constantly. And if you see each other once a year, it's like picking right up. Right, I'm yeah, sure, exactly. You know? Yeah, and it's sort of like, but I do have like an old a group of friends that I've sort of smushed together in like since moving to L.A. Where I'm like. Well, Sanford, you got to become friends with Pat and Justin because when I fly in, I want to see all of you. Yeah, in make one. my life easier. <laughs> yeah, if exactly. you guys could become yeah. friends, that'd and, be great. And they are, they were my groomsmen and they were at my bachelor party, so they have like that little connection. Yeah. But I've forced a friend. As a matter of fact, two of them are, two of the couples are now like really good friends and hang out without. And it's sort of a, li- a little jealousy inducing. Yeah. yeah. I have that. T- I have like some friends that lived in LA that when I used to visit as well from New York. I, they like would meet at like the weird Edendale drinks or whatever. Yeah, when that you would, I would send throw. out the email, it's like I'm gonna be in town. Yeah, Who wants and to we drink were all young enough, we'd still be like, "Oh, fun drinking on Wednesday!" Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, with sick. mostly strangers. Max is in town, dude. Sick. Um, <laughs> but uh, so now, like a lot of them are friends in a way that I don't see them as much as they see each other. I'm fine with it though. I'm and you live like, out here. Now. Yeah, I live out here. Yeah, they like hang out all the time. Um, but you also have like a real like. I, not, I don't. I, don't I have know. broy friends too, well, but yeah. also like that. You 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 lived in one place for your whole childhood, right? Yeah. And you still have family nearby. Kind yeah, of? all my family's still on Long Island, yes. and then uh, I lived in Long Island forever. Then New York City for eight years after that. Right. So. I see. I like moved around a bunch as a kid, so that'll help you get rid of. Yeah. yeah like you'll have someone <laughs> will have to work hard to uh, yeah maintain that friendship. Flushing the system, like uh, 
when Jack Nicholson gets his blood flushed after a crack addiction. Have you heard this weird rumor? <laughs> no, but I love it. Uh, so I'd heard like a weird, uh, someone like, I feel like I heard it in a drunken way where someone's like, no, like, I was involved with this. They're like, my friend is a like a rock doctor, like one of those weird, like semi-licensed, has a cell phone number, comes to your house for like $500 and just does whatever you need, writes whatever you need. Yeah. Or like you need to be insured for a production and you're like a weird fucked up movie star, he'll sign the form. <laughs> but that, um, I'd heard the story that when Jack Nicholson and Laura Flynn Boyle were dating in the like early 2000s, partying very hard, that they, uh, that they got, and I heard this like third hand that they got addicted to crack together and that he, this rock doctor came to the house, put them both in a medically induced coma to like, so that they wouldn't go through the DTs or whatever <laughs> to like get off crack. And then like after four days, they both came to like on beds next to each other in like whatever Jack Nicholson's house. Um, and Jack Nicholson was just like, you know what? I think we need to not be together anymore. Like, I think we should take a break. Um, so, I mean, I don't believe that story is true, but I'd heard that version for years and then brought it up like uh, a week ago. And someone was like, oh, I heard uh, that Jack Nicholson, anytime he parties too hard and gets like addicted to something gets goes into a medically induced coma and does full full blood replacement wow full blood replacement that's like um, frequently just to kind of like <laughs> tune up before Apparently the Oscars. that's a way to keep young that's like that silicon valley shit like the blood the oh blood really boy. oh yeah right the i just saw a headline that that like works people are saying like yeah you full blood yeah it's like it's blood doping for civilians oh my god my um i'm obsessed with this by the way it's funny that you brought this up i'm obsessed with rich people medical treatment rich people drugs oh my god yeah. you know what i mean i'm upset I, I i'm really caught up in like how i know what you can get if you're an nfl player the kind like yeah. you know like peyton got fucking stem cells in his neck course, or whatever right there is another tier above that there's gotta like... and we know tom cruise is on it like i always joke that he's like a, a machine picks him up by his head and dips him into some sort of like gel. Right, he's in he that like up. Minority Report milk or whatever, right. just yeah, kind of like marinating. Yeah. I was like, oh, the reason he hasn't had like really gossip about his personal life in the last ten years is because when he's not making a movie, he's just like in some sort of cream chamber, just being right. renewed or, like, or whatever. Training on a specific helicopter, right? You know, for like sixteen. Game hours. of Thrones style. Someone's going to kick down a door one day, and there's just going to be like nine fetal Tom Cruises, like <laughs> finishing, growing, or whatever. Right. And he's like, "These are my new models." It's Speaking of Jack Nicholson, he's he Tom Cruise is now like a year older than Jack Nicholson was when they filmed A Few Good Men. Wow. And A Few Good Men, he like Jack Nicholson is an old, <laughs> right, craggy, like, old. oh, you sick old man or whatever. And Tom Cruise <laughs> flying helicopters upside down or whatever. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy that Tom Cruise is the same age that like Wilford Brimley yes, was. Right. Like, cocoon? cocoon? Yes. Yeah. Oh I love that that trivia gets passed around as if we all, people like us who like love Tom Cruise and are, you know, in our 30s, also comfortably access the film Cocoon. Like we're constantly being like, and we all know how we felt when we saw Cocoon. We gotta, we gotta be in your late 30s if you're talking about oh my Cocoon God. and Fallout. In the you know, state. Hume Cronin and Jessica Tandy. Uh, these are our people. <laughs> um, uh, but I'm, I'm obsessed with that because I'm like, that's the shit. When you stop doing recreational drugs and start doing like life elongating drugs and like yeah. all that kind of shit, that shit really gets me going. Like, I mean, I feel like it's we are we don't have the money to be there yet, but like, you know, we and I have both watched people who like say, you know, stop drinking or like got over an addiction, but then are like, so yeah, anyway, I run 25 miles every <laughs> single morning at 6 a.m. And right. it's like, oh, you're like replacing. One yeah, that's drug a move, with like a new, a healthier drug. Yeah, but also is 
got some crazy. There's something well, like psychotically. I, so in their many record. of my friends are were insane alcoholics and are now insane potheads right. and everyone is thankful that they switched like yeah you know what i mean it's like i guess that's better that you're not addicted to alcohol because that was like problematic but i guess it's fine that you smoke weed every day now yeah but it's like i don't know in 10 years if someone's like oh you can just get these special nootropic uh stem cell vitamins shipped to you and you're just like filled with energy <laughs> right all yeah. the time uh, i mean adderall i have i have friends that take adderall recreationally for partying mm -hmm. then i have friends that take adderall for work yeah like writers and then i have friends who take adderall for sports for sports yeah that's like kids speaking of soccer i like that was the first time i'd heard of that when i was a teen i had friends that would take sudies before soccer games Sudafed? which was like sudafed <laughs> and i didn't know about i mean this was late 90s i hadn't heard about like oh you can make meth with like right. certain types of you that know, specific like that go-to reference of like you got to show an id when you buy 12 boxes exactly of but I, at that time it was like oh yeah if you do take sudafed late in the day it's hard to sleep, right. you know? I didn't quite know that there was, I didn't know anything about yeah. uppers or whatever. I was like, you're taking cold medicine, but you're not sick. <laughs> like such a dummy. <laughs> Boys. Boys. <laughs> Everyone get, yeah, I was, we used to take Xenadrin for like right. in weight loss and before rugby matches and then also at like Friday night when you're out partying, yeah, like yeah, yeah. body temperature running at like 101 <laughs> degrees for like a full Is it year. Hot here? <laughs> Hot. No. Just popped collar, shirt unbuttoned to my belly button, fucking fist bumping, and I'm like, who else has got a fever? <laughs> my teeth are falling out. Oh animals. man, no, whatever. We're gonna live forever. Yeah. Um, well, yeah I, so we were. Uh, so yeah. So I, uh, I sh shed friends because I moved around. A bunch. Right. But the right. point is, like, you know, I how like you have a lot of. I don't think we are that different. We're not people. You know, yeah. like we both have a lot of overlapping interests. Why, like. Do you prefer the company of men to female friends? Uh, that's a good question. It's not a hard question. I feel like most people would say yes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's a good question because I, I guess, I think I said something like this the other day and I don't know if it's like how true it is. It's like, it's kind of weird to like make a new female friend sure, if you're like yeah. 35 and have been married for five years. It's yeah. like, you know, who I've been hitting it off with lately. It yeah. like feels like too, it feels there's something, I mean, that's, this is so heteronormative of me, but yeah. at the same time, that fe like if my wife was like, yes, my new friend from, well, work is one thing, because it's right. like, that's. Right, I make like female friends from work, and like the friendship yeah, becoming like dependent. Yeah, I collaborate with them, and then you work But I wouldn't be them. just like, I was in the coffee shop, and we both <laughs> like, you know, bumped heads reaching for <laughs> yeah. a stir. You're like a meet cute, but you make a right. friend, and like, turns out, we're both huge New York Giants fans, and now we watch games together every Sunday, yeah. and my wife's like, who is this? <laughs> Well, I see. I, I sort of talk about this. I think in my standup, but like a, a thing. So I've been in. I've been with my girlfriend for seven years, and like I really was only ever in like committed relationships before that. Um, but like, so when I have like a female friend, like I like like the flirty energy, and it's not sexual, but the flirty energy of like riffing and like being curious, and I, that's a fun conversation. Right. If you are in a partnership and like the the female friend knows you have a girlfriend knows that you're not like a weird scumbag right it's sort of like this safe boundary where it's like oh we can like riff and connect and have this dynamic but you know it's just for the purposes of like this conversation right 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 i never know like with a guy i like my my discomfort is like if we're having so much fun that we're like laughing and agreeing and just like i don't know what to do with that energy it's like we either then have to like smack each other like I, like 
I know high fiving is like the joke among right. like yeah like I don't I you get don't know nervous what, you don't know I'm why like, this, this is so about, fun we're yeah. having so much fun like do you want to you've been in like five romantic situations with a dude you met like, <laughs> constantly almost pulling the trigger with guys that I get along with too well. Wow, we're this is we're really hitting yeah. this off. You like lean in like Philip Seymour Hoffman and Boogie Nights. Yeah. Totally, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Painted my Camaro. <laughs> or whatever, my Thunderbird. Um, yeah, just not quite knowing of like, should we try to make this a butt eating isn't cheating? That's what my slogan always has been. Um, so I've been eating a lot of ass of dudes yeah, yeah. I meet at parties. Yeah. A lot of friends of friends I've been yeah. tossing their salads. It's, the reputation is starting to get around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's hurting me. I'm, if I'm being honest, it's hurting. It's my hurting me. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, that's interesting. You, I never know like how good of friends I am with a guy. That's oh, one thing. Yeah. That's one thing you never really realize. Like yes. I did like uh, me and uh, Ben Rogers did a show called The Best Friends Show. Oh and yeah, um, I, I have never done it, but I think I'm doing it like in a month. Or I two. highly recommend. It. It's a very fun show. The crowd is wa- very awesome there, and the hosts are very cool. Um, but I was like, Ben is sort of a little more misanthropic than sure. I am, and I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. Were you nervous <laughs> asking him to I, do the show? I swear to God, the joke. Like, I I said to him, I was like. This might be the first time I've referred to you as my best friend or vice versa or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, we've been hanging out regularly for over 10 years. Right. When I mo- we moved to LA around the same time. And like, you would say he's one of your best friends hands, for sure. For sure. But the fact that I had to like make him say it was way hard. Like I'm more comfortable telling other people he's my best friend when he's not. But I wouldn't want to say it in front of him. I would of feel course. weird. Oh, I don't no, want to label the relationship. Oh my God, what do I sound like? <laughs> Why can't we just hang out and like not ruin it yeah. by? Uh... Let's hang out with other people though too. Yeah, I mean, I have other. I mean, I think I like thought I had a best friend in high school, and then had some sort of like I- embarrassing like, oh, do you want to like room together for that like week away, th- whatever thing? He's like, oh, I'm actually rooming with, you know, I... that so like our other friend, and I was like, oh, oh, yeah, cool, right? No, yeah, totally. I think it's. I think it should be okay because it's a way more common occurrence than you think that for you for someone to be your best friend but someone else be their best friend. Right, it shouldn't be hurtful. Right, it shouldn't f- be hurtful. It should be like, "Hey, I get way more out of this relationship than you do, but I get enough from you." Yeah, yeah like yeah. I don't want more. Like you may actually have more needs or different needs yeah. in and your And maybe you and this other person, we're best friends. Like you both call each other best friends. Right. I'm fine with you not calling me that, but just as a heads up, I think you might be my best I'm friend. I'm actually going to disagree with you now. I think it's humiliating if it's... two people are calling each other best friends, but you're still on the outside calling one of them. Well, then who's friend? who is that other person calling? Someone's calling that person right, best friend. Right, it's a pay it friend. forward thing. Where it's it's going it, it to hit a wall at, at some point. Fucking Obama. Yeah. <laughs> Goes to the top, man. <laughs> He's America's best friend. <laughs> well, I think I think that what we have to do to solve that is that everyone should maintain a Google spreadsheet um, of all their friends ranked, and obviously you update that based on like who replies to text threads first, who shows up to your birthday dinner on time, things right, like that. Right, yeah. And then those are all now public, and so we can just go, hey, I want to see where right now, updated as of a month ago. That'd be awesome. Like sort of like Facebook live happening, like that uh, the Bryce Dallas Howard uh, right, Black yeah, Mirror, yes. where it's like, here comes Max Silvestri. He is your sixty first best friend. Oh. And you're like, you're like, hey, I'm like, uh, 59, 58 climbing. <laughs> There's a couple comedy people on Twitter that uh, like post updates to this thing they do. I think it's a website called like Top One Thousand or something, where you basically like rank. I don't know how you start it, but you like put in a bunch of movies and like kind of rank them in order. Like you don't start with a ton. However many you start with every time you watch one, 
you sandwich it somewhere. So like they post updates that'll just be like, I just watched the new Beauty and the Beast. It is 1,121. Um, like uh, Temple of the Crystal Skull just dropped down to 1,122. And this one is now whatever. Like yeah, you update yeah, yeah, the yeah. just two around it. But it's always, every time you add it, you like figure out where it fits into your huge scale. Oh, that's fun. I would like to access... I would like to know where everyone's full. So it's not even like best friends. It's like people that kind of knew me in high school. <laughs> odds are I'm still top 2,000. You know? like yeah, how many people for do sure. We know? For sure. Especially once you're like the friend that's still on. Because here's the thing about being the friend that kind of right. works in the business. If you're like the only one out of your friends back home, a lot of them are at bars saying they're friends with you. For sure. And you're not here in LA going, you know who I miss? These nine guys from my fucking chemistry <laughs> class in high school. But they're all going, man, Max was always funny, man, dude. Yeah, we, man. I f but I mean, I imagine it's even more, like not in a shitty way, like even more intense with you because you, like, you are accessible. Like people can listen to hours of you a week, feel like they're up to date with like, your interests, your hangs, your yeah, personality. Like these poor fucking people. No, I mean, yeah, like that is why your fans love you, but also like these people that knew you in sixth grade can just be like, well, we stopped seeing each other in 10th grade, but I'm like pretty caught up. Right. You know? Well, like, I had a random, like, I was just playing rugby this weekend uh, in Seattle, and a dude who I'm was never really friends with on the team, but I kind of knew was like, came up to me and he had a High and Mighty t-shirt on. And he's like, yeah, you got uh, the name wrong in the story that you told on that rugby episode. And he like told me the correct, and Whoa. I'm like, oh my God. And he was, I was like, I didn't even know. He's like, yeah, dude, I love your podcast. And I was like, oh, hey man, like, come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess let's hang out. <laughs> yeah. That's so nice. <laughs> Next, call me when you're in LA. <laughs> um, I, uh, and like, I mean, when I was on tour with uh, Mulaney the last year, the comic John Mulaney, he talks a lot. I mean, he's like any comic who's putting a version of himself in his standup, but like seems to be open, seems to be sharing a lot. Right. But it's like all joke, you know, it's true, but jokes and stories. And like, because he's so like who he is in right. his standup and has, you know, now hours on Netflix that people like. People just seem to feel like they memorize, know him, right? The, the comfort with which people would walk up to him and like when even when he was with his wife or like with his parents that kind of like know the characters in his stand up life even right. if they are like their own different versions was always like uh it's really weird and i think podcasting is like that one step further yeah because it's like that talk radio shit where you know so much about howard stern right and when you see howard stern you're like oh and you have like this weird and I i've had that before where i've met someone that I've known for like a long time through watching or something like that. And I like know too much about them, but I, I'm, I'm self-aware to know. Yeah. I know way too much about uh, Ike Barinholtz's life because I follow him on Instagram or totally, whatever. Yes. So I'm like not going to come out and be like, hey, yeah, and like start swinging with like questions. So you got to be like, oh, hey, yeah, how's it going? Good to My see you. My girlfriend Leah has like gotten that from like acquaintances of mine who she's positive she's never met, but like they'll do this sort of like hug move with her. And she's like, I really don't think... I, I was like, no, I haven't seen them in nine years, but like, <laughs> you're very much part of my brand. Yeah, or whatever. I talk about having a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, and like, I post pictures of you all the time, <laughs> and like, these are people that I haven't maybe spoken to in ten years, but we like kind of keep up on social media. So it's like, let me hug you. Yeah. I've been watching you. Like, oh, it's raise funny. a dog. Together. My wife just had this. Uh, she went somewhere, and she was like, "Excuse me, are you blank? I'm gonna leave all the names out of it. Sure. Are you blank?" She's like, "Yeah," and you're like, "She's like, do we know each other?" And she's like, "No, but you." are dating my friend who I worked with a couple years ago, but I'm still on Instagram with them. And now we're both in the same, like, Whoa, and it's yeah. like that random, like I recognize this person from dating so-and-so. How does your like wife 
like like that when that happens in public. Oh, uh, oh no, she was doing it to. The she friend. was doing it to someone else, oh, okay. but it happens to her too. Like a lot of people know her name, because, yeah. And it's I don't I try to keep her as separate as possible. She's like. Does she ever come to festivals or like live shows? Not. Yeah, she comes to a lot of live shows. Uh, she comes to some festivals every now and then, but it's she's got her own life. She's kind of been around long enough watching me perform that it does nothing. Is like yeah. she's like I went to fifty Harold nights. I think I did my time. Yes. <laughs> I don't care if you're now doing Carnegie Hall. <laughs> I saw Harold Knight. <laughs> Leah's Leah's always like, "Wait, you have a show tonight? Oh, like I what time? I can try to come." And I'm like. Come on, we're seven years in. Like I'm trying to work out new material at like UCB Sunset. Yeah. I don't need you. Like exactly. You know, I appreciate the support and the sentiment, but it's like nah. yeah, I know. I feel so bad. I'm always like, like when I do ask out on Saturdays. If we go to the beach Saturday during the day, uh, Tiff will be like, "What time's the show tonight?" And I'm like, "Same time as always." <laughs> but also, yeah. you don't have to go. She's like, "No, I want to go." I'm like. You're gonna be so tired. I'm yeah. too tired to perform in the show. Right. Yeah. So it, I'd imagine you're too. I like. The, also, when you're been doing shit for so long, you're like, I don't even really want to perform. Yeah. Tonight. No, I don't want to go. Like the idea that you're gonna have to rally to like stand there. Right. Because I'm gonna maybe try to dip in between. I don't. Uh, I, that's another weird thing too. Because when I go on festivals, I always I told Tiffany this, and we talked about it a little bit. I don't like to bring her the first time I do a festival. Yeah. Because I want to just like know how like is it presumptive of me to bring a friend yes. I like are you supposed to be hanging out with all the like I want to meet the comics people? and the yeah, bookers yeah. and kind of go around and do you know yeah. I'm not like a sketchball but yeah I'm going to do drugs and stay out till four in the morning Yeah, right. but I just want to connect meet people and then it's like or if there's like a friend who she also knows is on the festival that's like a different story but when it's like I'm not going to know anybody there I can't even like say what it's going to be like yes. I don't know what the living situation is going to be like I just Stay home, and if I, if it's good next year, you can come to Bonnaroo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I almost did Melbourne Comedy Festival this year, and Lee was like, "Maybe I can," which is like a stand-up festival where you. But it's like, like a month, right? Yeah, you go out for like between two and four weeks, and basically have like a booking a night that isn't even a full. It's not like you're doing it an hour every night. It's not like Edinburgh. They just put you up wherever they have you these might kind like of 15, 20 minute showcases. Like you have know. an Aussie guy come to California and like, yeah, you're doing it at the Improv Wednesday. The exactly, store Thursday. yes, it's all yeah. branded, and people do go to it. But she was like, "Oh, maybe I." you know, could come. And I'm like, if I did go, it would have to be its own weird energy where I'm just like, this is where you like get to know comics in a weird way. And right. Like, you right. Know, yeah. You have to, that's like sort of like take premise walks by yourself. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's like a big event in a way where you're like, I got to go and survive this. Not like, right. go yes. and yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. You're, but if you were to a, get invited back, you'd be like, now I know where we can have fun there. You should totally. come. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to get back on the like guy friend thing. I like you. I also think of as like a pretty, like you are like an alpha type guy. How do you how do you feel when like there's other people like you in your friend group? It doesn't bother me that much. Like uh I I'm a conversation hog and so uh when other people are that kind of annoys me because yeah. I I'm self-aware of a conversation hog but I also know I'm entertaining so I got yeah, like that like yeah, yeah. perfect thing and I'm uh, and I'll be like pump the brakes this is not working and, yeah. and I'll know but then you'll hang I know we know how to abort a story you yeah. know oh, it's not that, going well you know The most important thing that comics or professional performers know more so than civilians is when to not when to stop talking Yes like some people like coaching uh teaching improv 101 for so long 
that's where you learn to do the monologue, the truthful monologues. Yeah. And you could just tell at first people don't even know what's interesting about this story they're telling. Yeah. And then they also don't know how to like end it or pull the plug on it early. Yeah. So that shit drives me a little crazy. They and- don't have they don't have they're not they don't have the sensitivity to everyone else being like, I think we can feel the puckering. Right. As yeah. people are just like also, I'm aware that I'm often the funniest person in the room, but v- also very, a lot of times I'm not. A lot of times I'm around people who I know are funnier than me, and I'm like, but a lot of times I'm just like with like, you know, some random fucking friends. And so I'm like, non-com- so you're non like improv comedy showbiz friends, like let's say your rugby crew when you guys get together, like the yeah. ones you know, are they like... Are they all like funny jokester type guys? Like they, I, I know it's a party yeah, crowd, but yeah, it, it is that. Like some of them are weirder than others, but everyone is like a ball buster or right. like you know. It's See, like, that's the energy I get real nervous. Like I don't mind being around someone who's like fu- really funny and that sort of. I'm like hog the energy. This is fun to watch. Right. I don't. We all. Don't. But like the alpha ball busting energy is yeah. Like, and it's yeah. like why? Why don't you want to quote this movie or yeah, just like right. yeah, that knock is- this table over? And I'm like, it's not. It's not fun. It's not as good. For, yeah. I'm a writer too. <laughs> as smart as you think it is. Uh, I I think you, you bring up a valid point. I think something that I a strength I have is that I'm not particularly good in any style of comedy. So <laughs> I don't it's, know that that's true, but yeah. But it's it's more like uh, okay, cool. You want to quote Step Brothers? I'll just do right. it for this crap. Well, you're not a you're unlike me, maybe not a like a snob, or you're not weird in your head. Right, yes, right, yeah. It's my a, own problem. Yeah, I'm a little I'm a little more cool with what I I, I always joke that like. I had a couple of jobs where I was like a writer or a host producer for like a game show or like a hosted show where I'm just like in the guy's ear riffing or the girl's ear helping her out, punching up jokes. And the room in that, like the control room there is like all 50 year old, like sort of blue collar, like lighting guys. And like, and those are the guys who think I'm the funniest because it's like the, the energy of ball busting plus like the idea that they work in the business. So they know movies and TV and they like, and it's like that level of people have always found me to be the funniest. Like, (laughs) I mean, that is, that's probably why you're going to be president someday. (laughs) (laughs) You need to delete all these files of all your podcasts. Bring them all down. I was just like, holy shit. Yeah, I don't think I could be president. I don't even think I could be cast on SNL, and not because I can't do characters. <laughs> you can do characters. I mean, yeah. Um, I'm like, this is my plumber from New York. This is my doctor from Bronx. These are my, all my characters. Do you ever think about that? Like, because I, I like I deleted, you know, like because my act does talk about like I got paranoid a few weeks ago before the Netflix thing came out, and like I've been doing comedy and like on TV stuff for years, but this is like okay, this is gonna this is gonna be like very much. The widest You're presenting reach of my as stand-up. a stand-up, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and because of the climate we live in right now, there's like jokes that are kind of like, "eh, straight white guys, we suck, we're bad. I prefer not us." And it's right. like not the main point of the thing. It's more about me. But like, we do live in a place where, like, you know, uh, Cernovich, those sort of people get very mad at like so- social justice warrior right. guys. And so and then, then they were like, them. "We're going to dig into Max Silvestri right. and find the times he was problematic." Jokes on them. I have no jobs they can take. But um, <laughs> I did like I did the thing where I like deleted, you know, all my tweets past whatever three months ago or whatever. I had twenty thousand tweets going back to two thousand nine. I like deleted everything old. You know, I like downloaded it. And I was talking with a friend about because I'm thirty five about to be 36, but we were like, oh, we're in that generation that, like, we were the last ones that, like, didn't have YouTube 
Like, we were okay at the internet, but we weren't, like, putting right. YouTubes up in seventh grade. Right. That, and we would have I'm used third, it. You and I would have both used YouTube. It would have been a problem. Disgustingly. I would, there would be a video of me jacking off that I sent to a, what I thought was a girl in California when right. I was, like, 15. Totally misunderstood. And it, it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all out there now, yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like you, I mean, you were a performer when you started doing it. Do you ever get worried about the, like, breadth of... I don't know, bio, like uh, biographical or like, yes. imbe- like you know, like that. If someone really wanted to, they have 380 hours of you right. like it's telling something stories. That I, I, something that comes, uh, I think about very often, especially more and more now. And I think I remember reading something like, you know, like your material should change. Your old shit should yeah. be worse. Yes, and it I should agree. be like incorrect. And you should grow with the times. And I feel like I have... I also think I have a little bit of, and I hate, and I love to compare myself to this guy, but I have a little bit of Trump where I've said so much shit that it's like, what are you going to hang me on? Like, yes, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, Trump can't get in trouble for anything because it's like, well, it's not even as bad as the other nine things he said. Yes. So I feel like I'm sure I've definitely said tons of bad shit on podcasts and mo- always in jest, never like a true belief of mine or yeah, anything yeah, like yeah. that. But I, I've certainly adapted as But times. you are really anti-vaccine. Like That's usually oh, off God, mic, but yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, if, you're, if your I wife's going to have kids. I refuse to. Don't vaccinate. I have polio and I still refuse <laughs> to vaccinate anyone. <laughs> it's cool that you were able to get the leg braces in Giants colors, though. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Hey, yeah. hey Saquon, baby. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that's that's something that that terrifies me. Like if Google were suddenly to announce, which they could like tomorrow, we have a new beta search technology where we can like auto transcribe with 98 percent accuracy all audio. So now you can search the complete transcript. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's like uh, Apple F cunt. Yes. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) He uses it so casually. (laughs) It's not always not always earned. It's yeah. weird. Google says that sometimes it's earned. What? He's not even British. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's yeah, that's nerve wracking. And so you took down some of the old stuff. Uh, I basically was like, I don't. I'm sure that I made. You can you can you can make anyone seem like a hypocrite if like because when yeah. when they try to nail Trump on like old tweets and you see the date and it's like 2012 or whatever, yes. you're like. But he, be, but uh, his side is unnailable because right. that's the whole game they're playing. Like we're the side that you know we're the, the ones who are saying you can't say that, you can't say that. So if so you happen caught, to say you that, to. 10 that's years why ago. like only Democratic senators have like resigned. You know, like Franken and people like that. It's like we're the ones that have to be like, no, we did say these are the rules of the game. Um, okay. We Fair love enough. rules. <laughs> um, but but it was more just like I don't. I mean, I've always been like PC is not quite the right word, but like. I've always been aware, like aware of that, but I'm like, language changes so fast right now. Like, oh yeah! If you don't know, like, if you're not reading the invisible rule book every month, right? Which could, we kind of can now with social media. If you if you pay attention, like, we can. I feel like I'm sort of like in the know to that, but it's like, but I, but it's I a would, hard job to maintain. It is, and like, I I read this thing that was, um, it was like by this psychologist who has this theory about like the the reason so many like. Uh, certain type of Trump supporters are so like angry at like quote the liberal elite or media or like PC police is not that they like want to say the things that they they or they don't like being policed it's that like this game we play of like being caught up is actually a very specific skill and like it used to be like they talk about like in the court of Versailles there were like 
you know, the, the, the courtiers or whatever, like, or whatever they were called, like, they could pick up on these invisible signals of, like, how to offend, not offend, understand right. what people needed to hear. And it was, like, a valued rare skill. But right. now we're kind of all expected to have that skill if we exist in any public space. And there's a lot of people who are like, I'm not built for this. Like, and it's not just about I don't read Twitter, but it's like my brain doesn't work in a way where I can, like, understand that this makes people uncomfortable or that this is now the new thing and I'm catching up and right. like digesting. And most people like, and I understand and I'm sympathetic. So like, why would you not just plant your flag on the side? That's like, you don't have to pay attention to that stuff and you're not dumb for not playing that game. Right. You know? And it's, it, there's gotta, there's gotta be some element to like, Oh, you're not supposed to say that you're not in any more trouble than that. Just don't say that again. Right. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like that's, it feels too much like everyone's like, my words are being policed. It's like, no, actually, no one's supposed to say fag anymore. Right. No one says tranny. Like, get rid of that shit. But yeah. we also can just, I think, look, some people use um, words specifically to be hurtful. And right. I feel like, you know, yeah, like, get mad at them. But, like, if a lot of people use those words because they don't think about it or they don't think about it. And, like, the idea that we only police language now in a, like, Eh, you're done. Right. Rather than this kind of, I mean, I feel like when PC stuff first started, the joke was kind of like, uh, the proper word now is this in like yeah. an ironic, you know, like I believe they prefer this, whatever, like yeah, in yeah. a bad joke about PC. It's like, at least that didn't make people feel like, yeah, you didn't they like, they need to go to jail. Right. They, yeah. And then I think that puts some of these people on the defensive when yeah, you yeah. say something, when they say something wrong and then you're like, hey, you're like, they're like, don't police my words. And it's like, oh, no, how about with just a conversation and inform the person yeah. what they can and can't I've say. heard that Jonah Hill movie. I'm interested to see how people react to it mid-90s, like, in a very realistic way, like, all the high schoolers just say faggot so much oh. in the movie in a way that, like, I think is kind of dealt with, but also is more just a choice of, like, I read a I read a 90s, couple of tweets from a movie critic I like. Uh, he's a, he, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He's, like, a friend from New York. And yeah. I was like, this is very interesting. I really... Wonder how people are going to re re respond to that, like verisimilitude or whatever, you know. I know, but it, yeah, it also feels like, it, are you not doing this to be like, look how gritty my life was? Either. Yeah, like, that's where it gets weird. Because I, I was trying to have it in my stand up for a while that, like, hey, look, I understand homophobia. I was called a, a fag my entire life, and yeah. it, the joke just can't work. It yeah. can't work for me to say that, and I yeah. could not f find a way to work. And I was like, oh. Yeah, it's the word. I can't say that word, yeah. no matter what, no matter how, like, there's no, like, way to use that in any way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a similar joke that was, like, that New England, like, I grew up in New England, and, you know, uh, very lovely place, a lot of history, definitely, as a child, one of the best places I found to get called a faggot from the window of a moving car, <laughs> and it's, like, more about, like, yelly bro culture in New England, but I'm, like, the laugh still is coming because I'm like because you're saying a naughty word saying a naughty yeah, word yeah. and like giving people permission to laugh at it and like it's and a weird and we're not the people to give permission yeah, to laugh yeah and, we're, and we're not the people truly suffering whatever even if the story's about like it was hard when we were young yeah, we're not yeah. the people who've truly suffered violence at the hands right. of that word yeah so it's like it's weirdly drifting off other people's pain at like no risk to ourselves right and, and I've done and, it more and I don't and I don't you don't even realize that's what it is. No. You're just like, oh, isn't this like an interesting uh, dynamic to that word? And Aren't then I kind like, of being an ally? And then you're yeah, like, I get why that puts I'm not really. actually yeah. pe victim people. Anyway, I don't know why we went down this such a hard train when we were just talking about 
friends that are loud and do we like other confident male friends? Oh yeah, so I do. So I, I you don't, do. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind that. I've been. I've been in like a lot of situations where that's like that's what my family's kind of like is a lot of like 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 blue collar uncles and de- and dad and everyone's broy and ball busting and like you need to be able to defend yourself. You need to have thick skin. Yeah, We're sort of like. That was like was pounded into me growing up from like my family. It's just like you gotta have thick skin. You gotta have thick skin. Like even when you're being bullied by like people at school, they were like, "Just be tough, you know. Just take it, get them back, bury it deep inside until it becomes yeah." And then until you're a comedian who the crowd says one word while you're standing there, you annihilate the one person. Shoot the pain out of your mouth, like uh, John Coffee and Green Mile. Shoot the bees out of your mouth or whatever. You know, I think I came into today being like, you know what, I'm, we're going to have this conversation where I'm going to convince Gabrus why we're going to like reach a somewhere in the middle of why feminine energy is just the preferred hanging. But I think you've made me realize like no, I'm but a snob about I, I, what it is, is that like there is I'm, no preferred energy. No, it's not preferred. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. I mean is that like I think some of my nervousness is just like, oh, I want like everything to be like cool, calm, collected and mannered. Right. And when you get more than two dudes together yeah. out it like you become a team you know, it's all of a sudden it's a sports team yeah, yeah. it's like a real energy that's like takes over right. and like yeah you know it feels entitled to like being loud and having fun and all these things that like i'm always like <laughs> i want to make sure the waitress you know likes us and uh you know <laughs> oh um, yeah you know i, I, <laughs> I'm very I play nervous. that side of the ball way too much too i, I will say being out this weekend with some friends, including some guys who I don't see all too often, yeah. I, but specifically single dudes. And I realize that's what I don't have energy for right, anymore. Right. I don't have energy for single guys. And I haven't been around a bunch of single gay guys, but I've been around a bunch of single straight guys. And it's that energy is like the... Forgive me for using this phrase, but the chasing pussy energy is yeah. like the worst. And I'm, I, I said to a friend uh, this weekend, I turned to him, I'm like, I just realized why I like hanging out with married men so much. And it's just like, we're not sitting around going like our fucking wives or we're not, we need to hang out with married men so that we're not like talking to girls. It's just more about the fact that we can talk about literally, and you never get together with your married friends or your longtime partner yeah, yeah. friends and talk about fucking. No. You never say like, because I'm not going to be like, my wife let me titty fucker this weekend. Oh. It's like, people are like, I don't want to see that. I was yeah. at your wedding. I don't want to know about that. Let's go around. Let's go around the table. Whose girl shaves or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I literally have never had a conversation. But then you meet these single straight guys and they're like, dude, I had the hottest fucking redhead, dude. She came over to my house. We did housewife role play. You're like, what? what? <laughs> Jesus. Even, it's not like, I guess if you have that energy, have it. But like the idea of even talking about it—that's it what it drives me, me crazy. And I think that's something you just like age out of. Where right. you're like, I thought you aged out of. Where you're like, okay, we don't. We all know we're horny animals, and we want to have sex with whatever gender we want yeah. to, uh, whatever sex, gender we're attracted to. But at the same time. We don't need to talk about it. And I thought yeah. it was just married men who are just like, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and be like, dude, you know who I got great head last week. Right. Like, but sh- straight single guys will tell you that shit. It's also that like, if you, I don't know, I was sitting next to uh, two dudes at a hotel bar downtown that were like clearly like work acquaintances, like 15 years apart in age, like in town for some like conference and having drinks before their planned dinner with clients that were trying to kill time, but didn't have a lot in common. And they were talking about fantasy foot, like their own respective fantasy football drafts in a way that I was like, you know, uh, do you sell guns at this bar? Cause I want to blow my brains out. Like this is so boring to me. <laughs> and I, I think we might also be privileged cause like we are, 
funny people that can have tell an interesting story and have like a funny opinion on any number of things. Right. If you're like serious, we're, we're, prof- we're professional and, at conversations. Yeah, and if a- you're, you're if you're a serious person or not a wacky person, like and you're single, like what you have to talk about is yeah the the, the women you sleep with or whatever and. Um, and I, I was like trying to I steer guess the go con- to that well, but it's boring. <laughs> I was like, "Have you seen Eighth Grade?" Was like when I said yeah. to the guy, <laughs> to the dude, it was like, "We got to get out and get laid tonight." I'm like, "Have you seen the movie Eighth Grade?" It's, it's really- like pretty transgressive <laughs> to like show imperfect skin on a thirty foot tall theater screen. I think I think that's brave to yeah, uh, and like losing them, losing them. Yeah. Okay, well, well, bye, 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 bye. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. sports is the go to yes. the go to man to man conversation where you're not like, "Hey, your Giants looking like shit, huh, brother?" You yeah, know, yeah. We, um, uh, my girlfriend and I had like a couple friends um that were visiting in town over for dinner three men uh two of whom are single and one who's in a long-term relationship uh and us and like we were they they all worked together before uh like they were her work friends so we were like sitting outside eating like just talking about like whatever and then uh my girlfriend went inside and then one of the guys just like turned to me and was like um so what have you been playing lately and like we like quickly got in like a gamer conversation yes, in yeah. a way that I was like Leah came out five minutes later like arguing about whatever um, how hard uh, Hollow why, why Knight is yeah or why can't PlayStation uh, Spider Man come out on Xbox One yes, it's like the yes. big thing I've been yelling about lately. oh man it's so good oh, it's really... I think I might have to get a PS4 because there's like eight games that I've been people have been God of War is the best game that I've maybe ever played. And I've never even played uh, the, uh, it's not Left for Dead. Last of Us? Last of Us. Oh I've my ne- God. Yeah, I so mean, I should get a PlayStation, shouldn't you've I? You've earned it. Come on, PlayStation sponsor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Promo yeah. code Mighty. Buy one, Trifexus. get one free That's PlayStation. That's a reference again to the intro that was deleted. <laughs> oh, um, right, when I tried to get Nyla Bone to sponsor High and Mighty. <laughs> but when Leah came back out, I was just like, we were laughing about, we were having this like, very quick, like it was, it was like four guys sneaking in, like, you know, like, did you see the new Sports Illustrated right. swimsuit yes, edition? Yes, like, yes. it was so, like, weirdly pervy and, like, ashamed, being like, this isn't for mixed company, but now that the boys are around, we <laughs> right. can talk about it. It is really funny. It's like when the women go in to go talk about whatever they talk about, you like light stokes and yeah. then just talk about shit. We literally night. were like splitting crown, <laughs> crown royal and just being like, <laughs> but after the second world, it really opens up in Hollow Knight. I mean, you need more abilities before you can truly explore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Yeah, sport video games, those are like some classic. I mean, I know that's just like, uh, again, being like uh, gender normative, but that is like the dude, a go-to guy. Con- we we used to talk about Dungeons and Dragons in junior high, like the way other kids talked about like girls in the grade. Right, like me right. and my friends, would, we called it Dunkin' Donuts so that no one knew what we were talking about. Really? And we had like all these codes where we're like, we getting Dunkin' this weekend? It's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm free Saturday, sleep over Saturday night, Dunkin' Saturday night and Sunday morning. It's like, hell yeah, dude. The girls are like, these dorks love donuts <laughs> yeah, so much. Like, they look at me and they're like, yeah, well that makes sense. This, <laughs> this guy's having fucking large fucking coffee culottas every day (laughs) (laughs) extra whipped cream on the side police (laughs) um yeah i guess i i guess i'm like i wish i was better at like i also don't like big hangs i'm I'm like if a dinner reser like if a text thread dinner starts growing past five i'm like I don't know that I want to do this. I'm the king of being pinned next to like someone oh who is like, oh my God, this fucking guy. It's like, yeah, yeah Gabriel will sit down there with them. Gabriel will be all right. I'm, I'm also like, friends with all my girlfriends, like female friends. I like them. We'll talk to them. But some of them, in my opinion, have like kind of dud boyfriends. So like, oh, dude. we'll plan these couples <laughs> dinners where I'm like, if you are going to strand me down there with that 
dude, while you like have a catch up with a girl, like I'm not going, I'm not doing this. Like I want to hang out with you. This is so fucked up because I'm sure some of them might listen, but I definitely have. Like I always joke that your partners, friends, partners. Yeah. That's the true test of, can you talk to anybody? Yeah. The true test of a pro is like, okay, my wife's friend's husband, who is like, I love my wife's friend. Yeah. She's like, yes. oh, come on oh, over. Sure. Yeah, let's chat. There's oh, a reason okay. she's friends with your wife. Yeah, you know, exactly. like you have a connection there. And then yeah. you're like, oh, and then they bring their boyfriend or their husband or their partner around and you're like, wow. Oh, boy. I get you get something out of this. <laughs> right. I'm sure you like this. Guy. Three degrees of Kevin Bacon and it's not getting back to me. He does not provide what I need. <laughs> well, weird. You talk about like ha- uh, having a number of friends. I always, something that comes up to me when I'm stuck in a situation talking to a wife's friend's partner or whatever i'm talking to this person in my head the thought i can't get out of my head is i don't even see the people i like enough you yes. know what i mean like yes in all honesty and i'm uh, and i would be talking to like a wife's friend or a, a friend of a, another guy friend yes. at like a function and i'd be like i i should text max Silvestri, <laughs> like a guy whose company i enjoy thoroughly yes. and i see so rarely yes and instead i'm spending two hours talking to this person i have so many friends that i don't get to catch up and like you ever get like that hey a friend of mine's gonna be in town they're like thinking about getting into comedy oh. do you want to meet them for yeah. coffee or whatever i'm like i can't even meet my friends like i have like i've been surfing a lunch date with a buddy for like right. six months like a guy like, who was wedding i was best man and i've right. been trying to find a date for two years this person your friend can come to my front door and i can talk to them through <laughs> yeah. the screen about yeah. comedy That's i'm like what just I can do. i'm like tell her to email, tell her to email me specific questions she has and i'll answer them and then create a dialogue in that way yeah, yeah. i definitely like left dinners or whatever with my girlfriend and like some group and she's like, Oh, like you and so-and-so like really talked. That was really nice. Like, thank you. I was like, you know what? Totally fine. And you're welcome. And I didn't do it as a favor, but like that is an assassination of my time. Like right. those two you have, hours. I, I just want you to know going forward that I didn't enjoy myself. Yes, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Like, I feel like a dick saying this, but you need to know that I survived that. Yes. I did not enjoy it. I have, as, as you put it, I have so many friends who, in my opinion, um, are the most interesting funniest people like professionally right. and work into me the most interesting business of which I want to gossip and catch up on. And right. instead I had to like learn about what it is growing up outside of Scottsdale right. or whatever in a way that like went in one ear and just poured out like a fucking trombone <laughs> spit valve at the other. I yeah. always say to my wife, I'm like, literally my friends are some of the funniest people uh, in the world. And that's not just my opinion. It's yeah. like society's opinion yeah, yeah. of them. <laughs> I, I want to I get that tap that resource as much as I can. Right. I definitely don't. And I'm also not in the market for new friends. You know, I'm right. not like yeah, looking. Not, but that's that's interesting. Like new friends. I know. It's kind of weird when you're in your late 30s to or mid 30s to start making new friends. But sh- kind of stuff like that kind of happens. And like, my, you know, my. It's that leap. It's the leap after like the third time that you've kind of hung out and enjoyed each other. You're like, like, I've just kind of with friends, like a random. The go-to used to be like, do you want to get together and like talk about a movie idea or a TV show yes, idea? Yes, right. Yeah, and yeah. then you sort of realize you can't spread yourself that thin. No. So now you're just kind of like, want to grab coffee sometime? Yeah. And then that feels weird. But I think with our jobs, when you don't have like an office you go to and yeah. can like you know info dump with strange uh, with acquaintances and become better friends with them you kind of need to do that stuff we're like yeah i'll go grab lunch with you yeah. i think yeah are we hitting are we but it's like connecting? you know the rhythm is hard where you're like okay so we're, we're catching we're getting to know each other at one point but like what you want is to have like the, the the sort of friendship where there's not a lot of like 
starting over each time, even if right. it's every sit where it's just kind of like, we know what's up. We know the same people. Let's shit talk this or right. whatever. Exactly. But yeah. It is hard to get that. Like my girlfriend, because she has a lot of female friends and I don't care as much about maintaining male friendships like that. There are like a lot of nights where like she has plans. And I'm like, great, I have a night to myself. Like, I have a lot of Spider-Man uh, Manhattan. Dude. I have to look for old apartments or whatever in Manhattan, you know? Um, I got to get down to Williamsburg and see if that house yeah, yeah. Well, I can't school. cross the bridge. This game sucks. Uh, Electro's on the bridge? Oh, oh man. I'm right over there. It's just South Third and Bedford. Um, but, like, I have, like, I've been like, wow, I wish I should have more. Wait, you lived at South Third and Bedford? South Third and um, Barry. Oh yeah, I lived on for five years. You know, I lived on South Fourth in between Bedford and Barry. Did we talk about this ever? I don't. Know I lived there I for did. a year and a half. That big loft building. Yeah, there? the, yeah. the one that. Uh, yeah, I, I did li- hard drugs in that building at two in the morning. Definitely at least once. Not at your apartment <laughs> for, for all the for all the high and mighty heads out there. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Not I mean, that. I did too. <laughs> yeah, right, right, <laughs> but we not together. Wasn't there that night. Yeah, 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 that's funny. The big rocket factory. I yeah, moved yeah. There, and when I when I moved there, I moved there in like 2004, and it was sketchy as fuck. Right. And then I but, moved in oh. Oh six, but even then it was like just starting to have yeah, cafes yeah. down there. Yeah. Bonita right there on. Yeah, sea. yeah. I ate rice and beans Bonita. from Bonita for two dollars three nights a week coming home from VH1. I just didn't have any money. Oh man, that, I mean, when I we, we talked about our bodega sandwiches, the South Second in Bedford Deli that was there for years was my go was my spot. I love yeah, those they kind of spiffed up in like oh seven. And got yeah, like real fancy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh Fuck. man. Yeah, it's like I have. I've now at and I'm thirty five years old. Have had a couple of those like. Male, like male friends I've met through work or something like that, where it's like kind of doing the like, you know, we like we'll hang out or like at dinner or something like that. But then it always like escalates to like we should maybe do a dinner with like all the with the with their wife, like you know, with yeah. With, and and I'm like, like, I don't know if I, I don't need more couple friends, you know, and I don't like oh, because because of your girl having so many, yeah, uh, yeah and like yeah. I have a lot of friends that are like, well, the four of us go out or that, you know, right, but it's right, like right. what I would like is like you know. You know, guy friends where you just shit talk or go see movies that, right. you know, yeah, he doesn't want to It's a really weird place to be in because it's like I am not seeing other friends that I'd like to see yeah. as much as, you know, like a friend of mine had a kid and I like didn't see them for like 18 months. Yeah. And it's like, then you see the kid and he's one and a half and you're like, I used to be really good friends with your dad and mom, yeah. you know? And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, and it just happens in our business where someone's like, oh, I was in Atlanta for six months or and whatever. And it happens, you know, getting older and like right. all that stuff too. But it everyone's is... got more and more of shit going on in their own lives and stuff like is that. This, is, is this, is this, episode getting sad are we am i sounding sad well i don't think so because that's like a natural growth thing is like you narrow down your friends to like the strongest bonds right right or you or you get tired of them and have to get new ones that's right. is that what i think i'm saying is that yeah. i get sick of all that my makes friends you sound a little more like dexter than you want to sound <laughs> yeah. like yeah i've taken them for everything i can use from <laughs> yeah. them so i learned time everything to, i can from them time to move on i've evacuated new- value <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, wow <laughs> Uh, it's like fucking yeah. suck their soul out of them. Leave They're a husk. just husks. Yeah. Oh, look at us. <laughs> we should hang out more. We should. We gotta meet. We gotta get Leanne and Tiffany in the same room. Oh, four of us should do like a dinner that takes forever to plan in a neighborhood convenient to neither of us. <laughs> yeah. And then when it finally is the night you're going, you're like, fuck, I have to wake up early tomorrow, and I like have to race home to get dressed. The only reservation they could get in Beverly Grove is at eight forty five. There's no parking. Oh my god, this place only has wine. Ah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, oh, we it, should do that. We should do that. We, sh- we definitely we should. We will. We will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leah will do but the thing. Is- as I've done, Leah will do the thing. I was like, who is this? We're ha- like, do oh, I have yeah. I met? I was like, no, no, you haven't. And you definitely haven't met their significant other. You've, you know. Yeah. That's me and my wife, too, because you meet all these people more. You've, you're on Twitter more. You pay attention more. 
I argue that my, I mean, this is just specific to us. I have a way better memory than my wife when it comes to literally anything. Yes. And uh, when we go out, like, show, we're going to a so-and-so's wedding. She's like, who's going to be there? I'm like, so-and-so, so-and-so, and so right. she's like, who's that? And I'm like, oh my God. So we went to his wedding. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like, it's like, the dude's wedding we were at is going to be at this wedding. Which guy was that? <laughs> but we also, I think, like, I mean, my girlfriend's a writer, but she's not, like, obsessed with the business. I don't know. She's not, like, doesn't think in those terms. Right. It's also, like, when we meet people that we know work on this or that. We're not just filing the like hang. Yeah. We're like, oh, he, well, you know, he was at that company I know for four years and then he was writing on that. Like, right, we, yeah. we have like oh, he data that's so and so. He worked with so and I know him from working I know with that gossip. Oh, yeah. I guess that showrunner, whatever. Like, right, yeah. We have a lot of backstory for people we've only like had one right. party or, with or yeah. whatever. You know? Or you're like, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty good friends with Joe Wanger, but I also have watched his stand up special. And totally, like, totally. Well, yeah. Well, I, Joe I, Joe's a weird specific to you since like I've, me and my wife have known him for like 15 years, but. But all, we, uh, we, Joe and I wrote to, uh, wrote a script together in this last season of Big Mouth. Where, oh, that's awesome. Where we act, we have tentative drink plans Whoa. for a week or two. Whoa. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, Holy uh, shit. He's just in Montreal. But we were like, yeah, maybe we should like a month out. Yeah. Let's try to get a beer. That's that's the extent. After working, you know, 80 hours together <laughs> writing uh, it's so, And that's Big the Mouth. other thing about our, the freelance jobs is like you get these jobs and you work like especially like a writer's room or yeah. like shooting something remotely yeah. where you're like, I've been with these people for fucking 20, like I've been here 12 hours a day for four weeks. Yeah. And now we're, we've got this bond and now it's over. It's gone. But, but I, it is a little bit of like, I don't need to see their faces for a little bit, but then also like, they're the people who I have the most, I want to talk. I still they're have like, like they're like talk war about. buddies in a way. Exactly, su- yeah. That's I know that's like stolen valor, and it's insane for us. No, to it's the greatest of valor <laughs> to have worked very hard on uh, a sketch comedy show or, or jokes in a. It's the script. same thing as being an army ranger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. UCB is boot camp. <laughs> right. um, but it is, I think, where it's like, oh yeah, we had that crazy ass job together, and like we you'll, you'll you could talk for five years off of that. Yeah. If so, if I mean, me, you, and Noah. Did, we're still yeah we're nine still, years. <laughs> later or whatever i might have uh, david tuey the producer of that show sent me a text we might get lunch we're talking you know david tuey this is weird that you say him one of my best friends still there we go there we still go still hang out with him i have a text he's from him uh shout out to david tuey so i'm gonna he's gonna listen to this he's gonna send a follow-up text i'm sorry i haven't responded to you yet <laughs> i was out of town for a wedding david tuey this is how i now communicate this is how david i keep in touch Tui, with friends cur- i'm currently surfing we were supposed to go see a movie he couldn't make it we were gonna get lunch i couldn't make it we're like keep surfing a one Guys, hang. this is crazy uh or we decide should we the three of us all go get drinks together yes handle both of our shit two birds one stone love to see it the best way to hang out with friends is to get them done all at once yeah. <laughs> to, to batch them like a speed dating uh so i'm gonna be at the soho house from 1 p.m to 8 p.m so you just I'd look, book like yeah, one hour of slots you're like actually gabriel you should probably start the weird out. thing where like you sit at the bar while i'm finishing up with another like one second and we're just paying the <laughs> check like and I, <laughs> I rented a room at warner brothers <laughs> come by sign up uh yeah this is your first time in second time in uh, you've got to drive on here's the here's the directions to our hang <laughs> Oh, that would be fucking. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, that seems efficient though. Well, let's hang. Let's do it. Let's the three yeah. of us all hang out. I Look will... at this. I'm making guys. I'm about to have a hang with, with two, two male friends. This is crazy. <laughs> Hardly alphas. <laughs> <laughs> two of the. <laughs> You're two tall men. That's true. We have that. Three tall boys. Um, the uh, 
Wait, I was just going to say, male friendship, uh, hang out with friends. Fuck, I just completely lost my train of thought. I'm so good at this I game. do have like one like bro friend who is single. And um, what a lot of our friendship is, is um, texting about like Bosch novels. Um, so, oh, you're, and, you're like, reading mystery. the novels. I've watched every episode. That's what I, I mean is I love the show so much that I was like, I need more Bosch. You know, we did an episode called The Bosch Pit of this episode. Really? <laughs> yeah, I want to pitch Amazon to have a Bosch after show called The Bosch Pit. I mean, I would love, I mean, I'm the, I have like full Bosch gear. Uh, I saw, I saw that on Instagram. We're, we're upset. Clements, Ben oh, yeah. Rogers, we're all obsessed I think Clements was mad at me that I like was so into Bosch, like right as he was kind of branding publicly yeah. as a Bosch head. He named his dog Bosch and I <laughs> yeah. was like, sorry, I, gotta, <laughs> I got all the gear. I gave him some of it. That's a big one though. Get, naming your dog Bosch is a huge swing. Yeah. Like letting people know how much of a fan you are. I did get the best, uh, I guess you'd call it a fan email yesterday, which is um, via the form on my website. Someone was like, because this will now be maybe the fourth podcast I've talked about Bosch, Bosch on, because <laughs> it's mostly what I think about. Uh, and she was just like, hey, here you're a fan of Bosch. Uh, I work at Little Brown. And uh, let me know. I'd love to send you an advanced copy of the new Michael Connolly novel, a team up between Bosch and the young, uh, young, uh, young cop Renee Ballard, who was in The Late Show, which came out two years ago. Great book. But anyway, um, I'm getting it. I'm getting it two months early. And I was like, this is truly the biggest upside to comedy oh, that I get so to encounter. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm obsessed with Bosch for dads by dads. <laughs> Four dads by dads. It's like it's taken the show. You know what I mean? Like, right. I feel like taken sort of kicked off. Die Hard is sort of the uh, original of this, yes. like where it's like, uh, you're not an action star looking yes. guy, but you are street smart, do things your own way. You're sort of an older man. You have and to like take Liam... glucosamine vitamins, and yes. it's like hard to get out of bed in the morning because you're like weird knee or whatever. Yeah, I fucking love Bosch for that reason. Oh my Wait, god! Let's take a Bosch break right here just to say. Favorite thing about the show was in the most recent episode, uh, most recent season, and this is not really a spoiler, but how they solve the Koreatown killer. Yes, <laughs> it's like, the, the like three year Koreatown yep, killer, it's been or whatever. It's the whole time, and it's just like, oh shit, look at this guy. He's the oh, great. <laughs> that's a great town killer. That guy that like would be in weird cold opens yep, twice yeah. a season. It's such uh, yeah. a funny thing, and it really is like a good commentary of like sometimes police work is like accidental. Yeah. Yeah. It's so awesome. A weird Bosch universe thing is that uh, in... So you know, of course, that um, uh, Hieronymus Bosch, the detective, is uh, half-brothers. He found this out as an adult with Mickey Holler, Who's who is the, the Lincoln, Lincoln lawyer. lawyer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so like they are... The, the author's written both books. They've had crossover books. Um, I've never I've never gotten into... i got to see The Lincoln I've Lawyer. I've seen The Lincoln Lawyer. I haven't read any of the Mickey Holler books. He's appeared in a couple Bosch books I've read briefly. But in the recent one he appeared in... Um, he so this was like too many layers. It's already complicated by the fact that in the Bosch novels at the beginning, Bosch is rich. He has a nice house because, because of, of a Bosch TV show, right? That he has a poster of in his house, based on his an, a case of his. Yes. he got the rights to it. Now he lives in like the Franklin Hills. Yeah, whatever. beautiful hills. So in the TV show, he's also rich from a TV show within the universe. Kind of confusing. So Titus Welliver, the actor who plays Bosch, narrates the recent Bosch novels, the audiobooks, and I'm listening to one. And so it's like him playing the book version of Bosch. He calls his half-brother Mickey Holler. Mickey Holler answers, uh, all right, all right, all right. And 
uh, Bosch, it says like Bosch laughed at that. Mickey Holler, ever since they made a film based on one of his cases called The Lincoln Lawyer, played by Matthew McConaughey, now does the impression and loves. Holy shit. So I'm like, Whoa, Snake in the tail in mouth. <laughs> Bo- in the Bosch novel universe, they have a different TV show that's not the Amazon show based on Bosch, but then there is the Lincoln Lawyer oh, with Matthew McConaughey, but it's a true story in the Bosch-verse and the, and the half-brother does the voice all the time. Oh my God, that's insane. It's so insane. So hard to track. It's like uh, MC Escher paper folding in on itself <laughs> right, right, of like, right. I can't I can't figure it out. It's in four dimensions. Fuck, dude, we love Bosch. We really do need to hang out We really more. do need to hang out. I bet Tui loves Bosch. We're going to do this. I'm sure he does. If not, he'll watch it all in like a week if we tell him. Um, so where can people watch this special? It's something called Netflix. Yeah, so Netflix. Um, it's a, definitely a website.com, uh, but it's on devices now too. So yeah, I guess and you can you get can... the DVD of your stand-up set yeah, in the mail. I, I mean, I, I literally, this is big for me, I torrented my own special last week just because I wanted... Netflix like doesn't send you a link to it, and I just wanted to be able to like screen cap it or whatever. <laughs> right, so right. I found it on torrent sites, and I was like, "I've made it! I've made it!" Um, but don't do that. Uh, it's called the Comedy Lineup, and uh, I'm episode six of part two. But it's my name, Max Sylvester. Yeah, you'll be able to find it. A few great comics are in the second. Uh, friends of mine, Mateo, Mateo and Lane, Emma Wilman, so Janelle, yeah. Kay Will. I mean, they're all. I'm really. Yeah, it's a cool crew to be a part of. Yeah. And then in the first one, Tim Dillon's so funny. I mean, there's uh, so many great ones. Oh so. yeah, and uh, your special is very funny, man. Thank you it's very so much, John Gabriel. Uh, I won't give any spoilers. I won't because I won't do it justice. But I told you this over text. The cyclist joke is like, the cyclist bit chunk, whatever you call it, is like one of my favorite. Oh, thank like you, all man. the specifics, and then when you do the act out, I I lost my shit. Ah, uh, having it's the best having watch you perform and t- bullshit with you and then sitting in the worst way to watch a stand-up special on your computer while writing in Final Draft. Yes. <laughs> I still managed to fucking crack Fuck yeah. wide open. Yeah. Oh, you're the best man. Oh, and where are you on Twitter if people want to search your old tweets and try to get you on some sort of... Uh... <laughs> I've said a lot of things I won't stand by in the past. I'm at Max Silvestri. S-I-L-V-E-S-T-R-I. Uh, I'd love it if you followed me and sent me Bosch novels before they came out. Please do. And I'm at Gabrus on our s- social media. Uh, tweet at me any troubles you t- tweeted us like any male friendship ideas you guys have. How are you yeah. guys feeling about male friendship out there? What's the uh, what's the take on any that? tips on navigating big groups of male friends? How to yes. create a big group of friends after college? That's what right. I'm interested in. Interesting. I got to get a big group of That's friends. That's what I need. Con- <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I found that like when I started performing in UCB New York and I had friends that lived nearby, I'd be like, all of a sudden it's like easy for me to like, hey, I'm doing this like one man show, and then it's like. You get all these friends and you get that confidence early on in yeah. your career. I mean, without you're... college people or whatever, I mean, I never would have kept doing stand up. It was just like, oh, for the first two years, my shows could be half full. Right, whatever, exactly. You know? Half full because, like, my 20 meathead friends will take the Long Island Railroad in just to, right. like, make fun of me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so it's so novel that they're like, Gabriel's like, goes up there and he, like, just talks. Yeah. He doesn't. I think he writes it. <laughs> positive. He positive. Writes it, no way you can make no that way, up. No way, don't. Uh, all right. Well, bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>